This is the Retirement Playbook with your retirement coach, Brock Elspa. Even if they don't offer the Roth 401k, don't make that an excuse not to save money in there, right? Because you want to take advantage of any kind of match at all. It's, it's free money, 100%. So we want free money first. And your retirement cheerleader, Danielle Elspa. Yeah, the best, um, I think, statement we ever heard was you move from forever tax to never tax. Together, they form your retirement offensive line from innovative financial solutions. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Elspa. Good morning, Cape Girardeau. How you doing, folks? You're here listening to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by innovative financial solutions we are the retirement people we are good morning daniel good morning and, and happy anniversary and happy anniversary what has it been 17 years <laughs> i was gonna say aren't you supposed to know <laughs> 17 years 17 years on the 17th that's pretty awesome i know i know don't say three don't. more and we're to the big two i know i know i thought you were gonna make your comment you like to tell people Oh, yeah. I've been married 17 uh-huh. years, five of the best years I of know. my life. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> my old buddy Matt Burke gave me that one. I know, I know. Gotta, All gotta right. love him. You ready? I'm re- Yeah, we're ready. We've got a good show today. We do have a There's good a show. There's a lot we're going on today. And we're better than ever. Yep. Okay, this is it, baby. This is November 17th. Jeez. And uh, we're ready to rock and roll. It's just like uh, Thanksgiving, you know, oh, is this week coming know. up. And we- then... You know, right after that, it's going to be like rolling right mm-hmm. into Christmas. We'll Holidays. Put, yep. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Lots of stuff going on. <laughs> crazy, crazy. It flies exactly. by. Holidays fly by. And plus, we just had our first snow, which was really pretty. So It is. Yeah. All right, folks. So this is an interactive show. We want you to give us a call here at 332-7855, 332-7855. Shoot us an email. It's theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. Theretirementplaybook at gmail.com. Or you can look us up, look us up on the web at www.theinnovativeteam.com. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can get on there. We talk about the different reports that we have, and we offer certain, you know, free information for you to use to mm-hmm. help you in your life and, and help you understand some of the retirement uh, uh, ins and outs, if you will, uh, that you can uh, look forward to. And you can do that by going to our uh, website, clicking on Learn More, and download our retirement income toolkit. Okay, and there's some information in there about Social Security, about the tax, new tax law that's going to affect everyone if it hasn't already. Um, And so, and then there's some information about our uh, generational vault Mm -hmm. and some other things. So it's a great place to get started. And uh, in the next few months, we're going to be changing it up and offering some more and additional Mm -hmm. information in there as well. Uh, And you can also check us out on Facebook. We never mentioned that, by the way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we post. Some We're good on stuff Facebook, on yeah. and we post almost every day certain things and articles that you could use in your life as well to mm-hmm. help you understand some of these things that we talk about on the radio show and on LinkedIn if you prefer. We're there too. Yep. So yep. yep. So uh, we're just not on the Twitter. No, we're not on the Twitter or the Instagram or the Instagram <laughs> or the Snapchat. You know, we're just Facebook. You know, keep the social media simple. Yeah, okay? that's right. That's right. That's kind of our motto of our life: is keep it simple. Yeah, you I know? think this is a good one too because uh, this kind of leads right into our show because that's what we're going to talk about a lot it is yeah it is uh the title of our show today is actually called rookie mistakes mm-hmm. or excuse me rookie retirement a retirement mistakes. yeah we could talk about a lot of rookie so mistakes. you've heard you've been around your friends he's like oh that's a rookie move or mm-hmm. you know that's that's a, you know what a rookie and and it's you know you're referring to someone that's kind of new to whatever it is mm-hmm. and and so they're going to make mistakes as a rookie and so that's what we're going to be talking about here today on the show yep you ready, Danielle? I am. So I'm, I'm excited about this one because I think it'll be a great show um, because the you know idea of outliving your money can be a huge concern for some people, hopefully all people, right? Right. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, life expectancy mm-hmm. um, is, you know, growing, which is a good thing. We're living longer, mm-hmm. but that also presents challenges. Um, so, you know, you've got to make sure that you've got all that taken care of and you have income that will last the rest of your life no matter how long you live. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, and after spending a large portion of your life, you know, working, saving money in your 401k, maybe you've got lucky enough and you still have a pension, excuse me, reaching that, you know, retirement milestone is a reason to celebrate, mm-hmm. celebrate, celebrate and, and enjoy life and start spending time and, and uh, even your money on things that you really, really enjoy. And you can do it every day. 
Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. You know what I mean? Like, like when you're working, you do it, right? You, you, you do things that you enjoy to do. You spend money on things you enjoy to do. Because you know you're going to make more. <laughs> or no, that's what people hope, right? Yeah. You, you hope you're going to make point. more. It's a good point. Well, because, you know, just to tie in, if you're, you know, you talk about the number one fear in retirement anyway, mm-hmm. being, you know, outliving your. But that's not actually what I was referring to. What I was referring to is you don't have time to do that when you're working. Mm, to do yeah. it all day, yeah, yeah. every day, whatever well, you no. want. And you can do that in retirement. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. The hours are all yours. But you've got to be prepared. You do. And you got to have a plan. And you got to maximize your Social Security benefits. You've got to fill the income gap there with your investment portfolio. you got to know how to structure it to make sure you don't run out of money. Mm-hmm. And we do that here. We're the retirement people. You can give us a call, by the way. you got all these ways to get in contact with us and all this stuff and social media. But a good old-fashioned phone call sometimes is just a good thing to do, too. Mm-hmm. So you can give us a call at 332-7855. Leave a message if you got any questions or if you'd like to meet with us or whatever it is. You know, we're easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Give I us think a call. so. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so all where right. do you want to start? Yeah, so let's talk about, um, you know, one. what's one of the, the big ones that you see as a rookie mistake that you see people make? Um, spending too much. Mm-hmm. Spending too much money. Um, you know, we, we make everybody go through an exercise when they come in and talk to us preliminarily. And <clears throat> the exercise is to figure out how much money you are spending, first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think this so, is a good one. This one's very eye-opening. Yeah, step one. Okay. And it doesn't have to be rocket science. It, it You can keep it simple. Again, that's our motto. So what do you do? Well, first of all, the bank has already done all the work for you. You know, you get your bank statements or maybe you get them online. Because, you know, everything's online nowadays. And and so you can go online to your bank account where you spend all your money from. And if you have two accounts, fine. Do this for two accounts and add it together anyway. Uh, you go through and say, okay, uh, liabilities are going to be separated. Okay, so, you, you know, any loans that you have, set those aside, those payments aside. Okay, now they're, they're going to be in the equation, but let's set those aside. Mm-hmm. But let's take those out and then add up all the debits that you had for the month. And the bank's already done the work. They've already added up all the debits and credits. Again, all you got to do Yeah, they make is, it easy. <laughs> yeah, they make it easy for you. You just have to look at it, organize it. All you got to do is take out your liability payments, mm-hmm. okay? Then uh, do that for six months, okay? So the bank, again, you just pull down what the debits were for that month. Do that for six months, and ideally you do it for 12 months, six months minimum. 12 months is, is again, ideal. And add it all together and divide by every many months you do that for. So, you know, if you add it all up and it's $100,000 and you divide by 12, well, there you go. That's how much money you're spending per month. Mm -hmm. So if you set those liabilities aside, and the reason why we set liabilities aside is because at some point those are going to be paid off. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you've got a car loan, uh, you know, and your payment is, um, you know, three or 400 bucks a month, set that aside because at some point that's going to be paid off. And hopefully, hopefully you pay it off and keep it. Right. I was going to say, that's what you should do. <laughs> well, if you're listening to our show or if yes. you listen to Dave yes. Ramsey or whoever you listen to. You know that you, that's the way you to do it. You know that's the mm-hmm. way to do it. So you pay the car off as fast as you can. Avoid those interest payments. You're not deducting that cost anyway. And um, save that money then in an account. So when you do need to buy another car, you can pay cash. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if it's ten thousand dollars buy a ten thousand dollar car. Yeah, who was it? Was it um, who was it that made the comment that no one should buy a brand new car unless they make over a million dollars a year? Wasn't it? Who was that? I remember reading that article, and they said that because you know, I mean, or it, to your point, unless you can pay cash, right? Because right. again, if you're having to finance a car that costs, because cars are expensive nowadays, Heck thirty, yeah, forty, are. fifty thousand dollars, right? Uh, you know, you're looking at a huge chunk of change every month. So. Yeah, I'm with I mean, you. Set it aside. You, pay for what you can. It wouldn't be uncommon for a vehicle of that nature to be, you know, six hundred to a thousand dollars a month. I mean, can you imagine having a car payment six hundred no. to a thousand dollars a month? But I mean, I, I know that that's reality for some people. So well, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. But um, we can do better than that. Correct. Yes, we can do better. That's than what we're that trying as, to advise as, people to do. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so you, you pay that off, save that money anyway, yep. and then go buy a car when you have to by trading that one in get the value for that and whatever is in that savings account. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. it, get rid of those payments. If it's, if it's $15,000 total, okay, don't buy a $30,000 car or buy a used $30,000 car that costs 15. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 
that's just everything's choice. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're right. That's, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, and it comes down to what? It comes down to needs and wants. And mm-hmm. say, okay, do I really need a thirty thousand dollar car, or do I really need a fifty thousand dollar car? And the answer is no. No, I don't think anybody needs it. No one needs that. <laughs> it's a want, and it's, it's okay want. to have yeah, wants. But yeah. let's get it within the realm of possibility to make sure that our other goals are can be attained. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it's priorities. Yep. So anyway, Agreed. all right. All so right. Um, according to a uh, Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, shocker. I mean, this is really going to blow your mind. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> according to this uh, Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, outliving savings and investments is the most commonly reported retirement mm-hmm. concern. Mm-hmm. Wow. Breaking news. Shocker. Right. Well, yeah. No, yeah. Of course it is. Uh, across all ages, 51% of those surveyed admitted that they uh, worry about this. Outliving your money is a serious manner. But if you can avoid some of the rookie mistakes in regards to your retirement, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to happen. One of the biggest ones in the first one that we were talking about was making sure that your lifestyle, that you're not spending too much money. Mm-hmm. Which ties into Which obviously running out, right? So, yeah. And you know if you are, mm-hmm. come on, man. Like, you just admit it. It's fine. We're all adults here. And just fix it. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Don't spend that much money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, people, I, I think we're so, as a society, afraid to make those changes, totally. to your point. You know, but I, I look at my um, my dad and, and, and stepmom. You know, they both, uh, well, at the time, she was still uh, reserve military. My dad was active, you know, military. And he retired. And this was in the mid nineties and, you know, they were living in a home that they could afford when he was active, you know, and she was working and they decided that, you know, he was going to retire. And so while he was starting a new business, he started a new business. They knew they needed to cut back on their expenses. Well, they moved into a smaller home, you know, Mm -hmm. they moved, they sold the stuff, they adjusted their standard of living and you know what? That was okay. But it's so funny to talk to them today. They say that people at the time were like, what are you doing? What are you doing? They're like, we're living within our means, right? And they're very smart with money. So as a side note, they do a really great job with it. Right. But, you know, they made adjustments. So to your point, make adjustments. Don't live crazy, right? Don't spend too much. Right. <laughs> you know what too much is. So. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You have $5,000 coming in after taxes, after mm-hmm. all this stuff, and you spend 5500 mm-hmm. There's an issue. There's mm-hmm. a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Credit card debt is nothing but a sign that you spend too much money. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, if you're... You know, if you, what I mean by that is if you have a balance. So like if right, you if make transactions, forward, right. Yeah, and if sure. you pay it off every month and you know, whatever, you're just getting points. I mean, we do mm-hmm, that with some of our mm-hmm. business expenses to try to, you know, get free flights and all mm-hmm. that other stuff. And that's great. But if you carry a balance, that's nothing more than a sign that you spend too much money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if it, you know, you might say, well, I had this expense come up. Well, okay. That's why you have a savings account. That's correct. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so that should, that should, you shouldn't always be backtracking, right. Trying to make up for that. So right. yeah. Right. Yeah. So your financial life shifts from earning and saving to only spending, mm-hmm. right? When you're in retirement and it's easy to forget, uh, about that and, and, and go about your life as you did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to make adjustments. All right. Well, like I said, that's why I use the story of my dad, and my stepmom, you yeah, know, that's what they one. did. Yeah. They adjusted one. their lifestyle. So yeah. But it's really, I mean, think about this though, is that if you retire and you're healthy, and you want to put all this newfound time, right? That you, you, you're retired now, you're not working and you want to do stuff. You want to go play golf. You want to travel. You want to enjoy other oftentimes expensive pleasures, all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And yet you don't have the budget to do it. So you just got to stop, quote unquote, keeping up with the challenges and mm-hmm. just live within your means. You like to say that a lot. <laughs> I do. I you do. do. It's so it's true. Something it's something so yeah, everybody very can, prevalent in and, our society. Yes, and you get caught a up very in sales oriented society. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, well, you're making this much money. You should buy a new house. Well, okay, great. Now we're going to go into retirement with that. Is right. that what we're going to do? Right. No, we're not going to do that. And I think it's a an instant gratification society we live in too, which we talk about that. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. And now we got to take a break, right? We do. We do. We have to take a break. <laughs> What's coming up next is uh, rookie retirement mistakes number two. So stay tuned. It's all right here on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. There was a time when quality service was epitomized by face-to-face, personalized attention. But technology has changed the world dramatically. That is why we at Innovative Financial Solutions have the Generational Vault, which allows you to consolidate your financial life into one place where you can organize, manage, and track your accounts. Upload important information and view your financial information. To learn more about this virtual safe deposit box, visit theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. 
And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Okay, welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. It's our 17th year anniversary today. That's right. 17 years. 17 years. Of wedding bliss. Of, (laughs) hey, hey. Hey, it, it's true. Well, though. you make the comment, you know, so yeah, no, no it's been great. It we've is. Had, we've awesome. had a, a very blessed And I'm going to go so. ahead and say this. I love you. Oh, I love you there too. You go. So there it is. Thank you. And we're going to celebrate by going to the SEMO game today. <laughs> right. It's very romantic. Yeah. Red Hawks win. Red Hawks win. Yeah. So we need to we keep the national ranking. How so. many people are rolling their eyes right now listening to our show? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Hopefully, hopefully not too many. Hopefully you're like, oh, that's great. Not everybody makes it to 17 years, right? That's so, true. That's true. and still like each other. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> some people are like maybe 17 years together and don't like each other. <laughs> All right. So, back so what, to, do you, what do you think is the key to making it to 17 years? Mm, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, for us, I think what's been great for us is we've always made time for ourselves in addition to the kids stuff. Right. You know, I mean, and that's been since even before we had kids. Right. You know, we made sure that we, if we needed to, we got away for a weekend, whether it was something very simple, you know, in our early marriage years, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. So we did, you know, very simple getaways for the weekend. Um, You know, that kind of thing. I think we've always been good about date nights, you know, making sure that we have time with ourselves. And even when we had kids, we make sure we do that too. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. You know, we, we, we always have it in our budget to go on two uh, Mm -hmm. vacations every year, one Mm -hmm. with the kids and one without. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, I again, I agree. I think that's important. Mm-hmm. And, what do you uh, think it, it is? Well, I think it's spot. well, I think it's easy. Er, uh-huh. marriage is not easy. No, and if anybody no. ever tells you, oh, it's so easy. No, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's hard. There's things that happen. Whatever. Okay, yeah. they're full of smoke. But I think the key <laughs> to us is is like we truly like being around each other. Like right, in other words, right. It's not like oh man, I'd really like to go hang out with the guys. Well, I like to hang out with the guys as much as anybody. Yeah. But you're my best friend. Yeah. When it comes to that, so I want to hang out with you. That's right. I agree with that too. Yeah. When you make that choice, that's who you want to be with the most. I think that's key, especially I think the longer you're married, right? Because that becomes even more important. Okay. So here we go. I got something. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. We want you, listeners, uh oh, to send us an email on your keys. To a successful marriage. Ooh, and we can share it next week. And we'll share them. Yeah. Yes, the G- yeah. it's the retirement playbook at gmail.com. Shoot us an email with what your keys are to a lasting marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nah, and we'll tell you if you're right or wrong. Way, <laughs> way off topic. Here. Way off topic. Okay, back okay, to retirement. It's important stuff. It man. is. Well, and it's our anniversary. We've got to take a couple minutes. So, <sighs> uh, Retirement rookie mistakes. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's keep talking about this. So we talked in the first segment. You know, a lot about obviously how much you spend, finding out how much you spend, trying to stay within that budget and those parameters. So, yeah. But I'm sure that there's quite a few people who burn through a lot of their retirement savings. Well, it kind of goes back to what years. we were talking yeah. about, which is don't spend more than you, right. than you can to for a, a long, viable, you know, retirement mm-hmm. lifestyle. And, you know, while we do uh, have conversations about, hey, you know, we're going to project all this stuff out mm-hmm. make sure you don't run out of money and all this kind of stuff. But... A lot of times people go and look at that in number saying, oh, you mean when I'm 85 years old, I'm going to have two million bucks? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't want that. It's time to party. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, my point is, is that, you know, you know, some people go, well, yeah, that'd be great. I could leave that to my kids. Right. Or whatever. But a lot right. of people say, no, my kids are good. I want to enjoy my life. And if there's something left over, great. great. I mean, yeah. that's, they're happy about that. But it's not going to adjust their lifestyle to make sure that happens. Anyway, some mm-hmm. people will, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But most people I talk to feel that way about, you know, wanting to make sure that they live their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I get it that, you know, you would spend more money in the first 10 years of re- your retirement. And so a lot of times we do make that adjustment to say, hey, you're going to spend more because you're more active. You're, you know, you're enjoying this newfound time, all this kind of stuff. Hopefully still mobile and, and healthy. Yeah. But you've got to be careful there, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And so many people say, yeah, I'm gonna, I, I agree with you, Brock. And and they go overboard on that deal and right. spend too much money in those first few years. And then guess what? And we've talked about it on this show several times, uh, you know, sequence of returns, sequence mm-hmm. of distributions. OK, what if you did go spend more and it was a little excessive in those first few years? And, the, and, and and you're taking out of in your investment portfolio that's invested in, you know, let's just call it stocks or whatever it is, something variable. Those shares can't rebound. Mm-hmm. They're gone. They're gone. You yeah. took them out to live off of. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can really get into trouble there. And their mentality is, is that when they get older, you know, you know they're going to slow down. They're not going to spend as much. So if I don't have as much money, that's fine. 
that's not exactly yeah. the approach I would recommend. Right. right. Well, and I think they're that's, on the they're, as far as spending more money. I'm good with that. Right. 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 But let's make sure and make very conservative projections that no matter what happens in the quote unquote markets and those kinds of things, mm-hmm. that you're still going to be okay by spending more in the first 10 years. Well, and you know, the other thing we kind of mentioned throughout several other shows too, is the healthcare cost that's going to come. I mean, you may be healthy in your first 10 years, but you know, if you're not, you want to make sure you've got savings for that too as well. So, right. so, you know, how do you suggest people avoid making these mistakes? Well, first of all, you need to work with someone that understands retirement income. And this isn't a commercial for, for us. I mean, obviously we do that. And, mm-hmm. and so if you want to get all of us, you can, you know how to do it. Go to our website, give us a call 332-7855. But this is not, um, th- this is something that uh, obviously it's very, uh, it can be simple mm-hmm. and as simple as, Hey, if your income is five thousand dollars a month, you know maybe you spend forty five hundred. Let's live right. below our means. Right. That's one thing right off the bat. But I think it's very important to just work with a uh, a trusted financial services professional. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of quote unquote money managers out there, but are they really walking with you and holding your hand through this journey of retirement to make sure that you don't run out of money? Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, that's the difference. You know, when I see what what you provide for your clients is, yeah. I mean, besides obviously we get close relationships with them and I, we call our clients our friends because they are, you know, I think what you do is, is huge and that you're there for them and no matter what they want to talk about, you know, right. and, what's and changed I say and, that, yeah. you know, hold their hand through retirement. I mean, I mean, that. right. I mean, oh, absolutely. Well, not literally, but well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if they needed it, you probably would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand, you know, our industry, I mm-hmm. understand what their struggles, what they're thinking about, what their concerns are. And I have the tools and strategies mm-hmm. that can take them to, to retirement and through retirement. Mm-hmm. It's a specialized industry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And so, and, and most importantly, uh, I can help them create a withdrawal strategy for their retirement. Right. You know, a lot of people talk about getting people to retirement and having this big old number, million, two million, whatever the dollar figure is. But what do we do now? Mm-hmm. And so my point is a money manager or an investment manager can get you there. But now what? Okay. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to work with someone that understands retirement income and how to structure assets so you don't run out of money. Absolutely. I think it's been interesting in some of the previous shows where, you know, you've talked about, you know, people with multiple IRAs or more multiple areas of buckets of money, you know, and that withdrawal strategy is key. Oh, it's, 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 especially when you look at taxes, it's everything right? When it comes and to, yeah, yeah, all this stuff. Taking distributions mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. You know, we can help you analyze your financial situation and devise a plan for withdrawing certain assets mm-hmm. at certain times, for example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we follow, <clears throat> you can, well, let's say at this point, or to, I will say this is that a starting point to taking out no more than 4% mm-hmm. of your oh, complete yeah. nest egg mm-hmm. is a good place to start. And we've talked a lot in other shows about the 4% rule if you're we interested have. in learning some more about that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a result of a study by a financial planner, William Bingen, who tested withdrawal rates using historical rates of return and found that 4% was the highest rate that held up over a 30-year period. Mm-hmm. And it's actually, that theory has been tested. Mm-hmm. Um, and and obviously, that's for someone that's you know normal retirement age, which would be 65. If you're older, maybe that withdrawal rate could be a little bit more. If yeah, you're I remember younger, saying it needs four and a half. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little bit less. Because you're going to live four, longer. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. everybody's situation is different. And that's why you need to work with a financial services professional because you understand every situation is different and we can work with any situation. Okay. So anyway. That, well, and I think, and, and, and I just like to tell story. I'm in story mode today. But, you know, you had a family member um, that didn't work with someone and mm-hmm. retired. And is really struggling because, again, to your point, didn't do some of the, the things that could have, you know, made made life a little easier. So, right. Yep. Right. Yep. It's out there. It happens. I'm sure we all know somebody. <laughs> well, you know, exactly. And you talk about stories. I mean, you know, a lot of people, in fact, I was just reading an article the other day on investment news and it, you know, it talks about where do our clients come from mm-hmm. as, um, uh, as, as financial, as independent financial advisors, you know, I mean, and that's the difference too, is that if you've got this huge, um, you know, firm and, and, you know, you're with this big, huge brokerage house and all this kind of stuff, it's a different feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then the work with somebody that can be, um, a focus more of their time on you mm-hmm. and your situation. Cause you know, we don't have thousands and thousands of clients, mm-hmm. right? Well, and certain, and certain things being, discussed and pushed, you know, products or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, there is a proprietary feel there Mm -hmm. sometimes when they have their own products and they, you know, know, there's incentive to 
do certain things, and we don't have that. Correct. We're that's independent. What I, guess. I think that's nice. We can work with anybody and have mm-hmm. any product that we want, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, working with a financial professional, uh, services professional, is definitely something that they can do to help themselves. That was your question. Mm-hmm. Super long answer. <laughs> Super long answer. Well, but, we got a little bit off on different yeah, things. Yeah, we did, so, but yeah. that's okay. All right. So uh, next, we're going to talk about some more mm-hmm. retirement rookie mistakes. That's right. Um, and you know what? This is a good time to take a break anyway. Oh, so let's go. Okay. Yep. Yep. Let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be back soon on the retirement playbook with Brock and Daniel. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 573-332-7855 or visit us online at theinnovativeteam.com. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. All right. Welcome back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. We are brought to you by Innovative mm-hmm. Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people. There you go. There it is. You know we haven't done that in a while. We haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Must be because so it's our welcome anniversary. back. Uh, we're on the second half of our show here this mm-hmm. morning on Saturday morning, our anniversary of 17 years of marriage bliss. Yeah. And what is it called if it if 17 years on the 17th? Someone said, is that like your golden anniversary or something? Mm, you I don't, don't know. think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't Although, really know. honey, I consider it our Aww, golden anniversary. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talking about retirement rookie mistakes, right? So rookie retirement mistakes, things that you do, you know, maybe unintentionally or don't think about that could cause or hinder your retirement. So um, obviously we've talked about spending, knowing what your budget is, you know, Mm -hmm. don't overspend, Um, you know, worrying about spending too much in early retirement, right? You know, and and not planning for that if you do want to do that, making sure that you have enough to to outlast. So, um, you know, I think some of the other rookie mistakes we see are, you know, we talk a lot about, you talk a lot about asset allocation, Yes, and but how, I'm not going to use those words because that use can that? be very confusing. Oh, okay. And it can all be right. something that, you know, people are like, oh, I'm going to fall, oh, fall asleep. Or oh, turn snooze the dial fest? Now. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, no. well, you use whatever words you no, want to use. <laughs> I'm just joking. But, but, but in all reality, okay, so we try to make this real easy. So mm-hmm. here's the point. So many times, so often, uh, I will have a couple come and see me for some advice and uh, they bring in our questionnaire, a client questionnaire, and then they bring in their statements of all of their investments, social security, any pensions, all this, you know, all the stuff that we typically need. And so many times I see too much risk in portfolios mm-hmm. nowadays. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, just a direct result of uh, complacency. And that complacency is is brought on by well, you know, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. The market might have a couple corrections a year, but you know, it's going to go up because it has for the last nine years. Mm-hmm. And think, I get that. Yeah. I get that. But it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if is what's going to kill you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and, and you just never know. I mean, you know, we do and have had experience with, with big downswings in the market, like in 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't want to relive those. Yeah, days. <laughs> rough, year, rough, rough years. Yeah, start your business yeah. in two thousand seven, and then go through that. And then yeah, in the first year. Oof. Was, I do. I remember. I remember that. Yeah, that was not stressful at all. No, and yeah. we had a newborn baby at home. And a newborn so. baby. <laughs> wow, that sounds. Yeah, delightful. everybody listening is going, "Oh my gosh!" Right, <laughs> but, but I we mean, made it through it. We and did. you know what? I'll we be did. honest with you. It gives stronger me the feeling that absolutely stronger uh-huh. for it, and it gives me the feeling. That man, if I can get through that, mm-hmm. I can do anything. I and I agree. I tell you that too. I'm like, gosh, you know, if you can open up a business and and, and make it through that port and right. you know survive your wife who has a newborn and <laughs> I mean, and everybody's got their story. You know, everybody. I know, was but living it sounds through like it. something I don't ever want to go through again. <laughs> At the time, though, you just do. And for those you listening, people been it, there. Man. You just like, do it. You're not. What are thinking. you gonna do? You're gonna run and hide? Yeah. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. We're out in front of it. This is what you should do. Right. Anyway, so yeah. the point is, is that. I see too much risk in today's portfolios. Mm-hmm. You know, people having a hundred percent of their money, ninety percent of their money, eighty percent of their money in stocks. Uh, you know, it's not uncommon actually to see someone bring statements in that that works for a company that has publicly traded stock. 
Okay, so mm-hmm. and, and and they have almost all of their money in mm-hmm. that one stock. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's even worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I get it. You could have the best stock in the world. It doesn't matter. Right. It's just it scary to have all, all of your eggs in one basket. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's another big rookie mistake that mm-hmm. I see nowadays. And it can be very easily resolved. Mm-hmm. And we have a tool to help people do that. And it's the color of money. So we use a color of money system. And there's a website, mycolorofmoney.org, that you can go in and take an 11-question survey and give you a score, and it's your color of money score. People love it. It's a great starting point. It's a great starting point. It's not the end-all, be-all, but it's a great starting point for people to get started. You can actually go there right now. It's mycolorofmoney.org, and you can fill that out and uh, get your score. And and, then if you want to have a further conversation about it, you can uh, fill out the contact information too. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the point is is that that color of money, the mix of – green and yellow and um, uh, red money is the key. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, there's nothing wrong with having stocks that can go up and down, that even if it's non-managed. And that's what a, that's what red money is. It's non-managed uh, money that can go up and down due to that risk. Right? Yeah, it's at it's risk. risk. It's at risk. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Yellow money is just a, a little bit, you know, step further in the, in the direction of getting professional help. And it's professionally managed money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you have a professional that is managing your money, helping you through the ups and downs of the market. And then, of course, green money is money that can't go down in value. And so it's important to have all three colors. Mm-hmm. But it's really the science behind it is, is what's the ratio of mm-hmm. all of those colors that you should have in your portfolio? I think it's always interesting conversations that you have because people take that color of money quiz um, and then they're either really surprised or they're going, yep, that's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm comfortable with. we really with. have an issue and where the, really where the mistake comes in is when you have a score of, say, 50. So you should only have half of your money susceptible to going up and down. Um, and your, your your portfolio is eighty five percent invested mm, mm-hmm, in in, mm-hmm. in in very risky instruments, so that's by far I would say uh, number one is spending too much money. Number two would be having the right color of money, right. having making sure that your allocation is in line, because folks, when you're working and you have that earning power, and you're younger, and you have time for that quote unquote roller coaster to mm-hmm. to, to eventually go up. Uh, it's not a problem, mm-hmm. you know, but when you start or getting close to retirement and then you're going to start taking withdrawals from that retirement and you're heavily invested in things that can go down, that's a big time problem. Mm-hmm. I think some of it too, you know, just looking back even on, you know, my professional careers, sometimes you don't know what you have too. like, you know, I'll be honest when, you know, you first start out and, and you're um, at your employer and they're saying, Hey, we'll do a match or we'll do whatever it is. You're going Great. And you just do it right. You're not really owning what you're doing. You know, not realizing how your future could be impacted. So well, it's like we've always said, that's not a plan. Right. It's not a plan. And so I think, you know, um, being knowledgeable and really understanding what you have, too, I think is key. So, um, you know, and where it's invested because you get it like right now, if you're in your working years, you get a lot of people who call and say, hey, can you help me with the strategies within your 401k or 403b? And I think people forget that that's something that you help with too, because, you know, don't just take whatever the standard is, you know, there may be something that's a better choice for you while you're in those working years. Right. Yeah. So anyway, yes. so another, another little uh, PSA there. Now there you go. <laughs> well, cause I, I mean, again, I think a lot of people listening, you know, are guilty of just, you know, taking whatever the standard route is or, you know, target date funds or whatever it is. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Right. And that right. may, may be good. Maybe not. So, well, I think it's just, as you get closer to retirement, it's mm-hmm. just very important. Um, to understand where your money is, what it's doing, and how it can work for you. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, another rookie mistake is is what it's uh, make uh, people that's overspend on their house. Mm-hmm. You love talking about this. I think you mentioned this in almost every show. <laughs> you have yeah. a passion for that. That's for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know the common trajectory was always that people would buy houses in their 20s and 30s mm-hmm. with a 30-year mortgage and finish paying it off in, you know, in their 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of people do that, and that's great, but a lot of people don't. Yeah, and I'd say it's probably the pendulum's switching the other direction. I'd say more and more people Agreed. are not. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And I feel like that the baby boomer generation is one that feels like it's okay to have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. 
in retirement. Now, obviously, there's exceptions to the rule. Right. I'm just saying as a right. general statement. Like we're seeing that change That's what with I them. see. Yeah. I'm not saying it's fact. I'm just saying that's what I see. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not always, uh, uh, obviously, a good thing. Look, if you've got enough income in retirement to have a mortgage uh, and you're comfortable with that. Right. May not be a big and deal. And your rate's 3% mm-hmm. and it's locked in and it's deductible, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not saying it never makes sense, but, uh, you know, because there's sometimes it does. It's just a good general rule is to be debt free mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. retirement. Don't That's take on, don't take on more debt when you're in retirement. And don't take on more <laughs> debt when you're in retirement. Yeah, yeah especially when Absolutely. your income's changing. So, you know, yeah. I mean, there's there's maybe these are some things you could do to your house to make it more attractive. You mm-hmm. know that that wouldn't cost as much as buying a new one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying anybody that does that is is not retirement savvy mm-hmm. it's just that a lot of times having that in retirement is just not a good idea well again every situation is different and some can handle some can't so right. yeah yeah right. agreed agreed so um do we have time for another topic or do we need to take a quick break and come back for a last segment no we've got a few minutes got here a few minutes. So, so what are you thinking what do you want to talk about next do you want to talk about the you know one of the trends that's happening right now where parents are taking care of a uh, adult children that that's kind of interesting when you talk about retirement that uh, is not, uh, yes, that mm-hmm. is absolutely something that I see a lot of. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've heard a lot lately, I don't know what the deal is, and maybe mm-hmm. it's just who I've been, I don't know, but I, I see a lot of people uh, that are that are within 10 years of retirement, by the way, that are taking on or that have taken on the debt, the student debt, the Ooh, student yeah, loan yeah. debt yeah. of of their children mm-hmm. and they're, and they're trying to get ready for retirement themselves and they're paying some of that debt. Yeah. So without even talking about retirement or excuse me, the debt or loans, student mm-hmm. loans, all that kind of stuff, you just go, first of all, here's the golden rule. Take care of yourself mm-hmm. before you take care of your children. Yes. And that may seem harsh or not loving, but you have to take care of yourself first. Right. Yep. I, I see agree. it a lot. People yeah. saying, Oh, I got to pay for my kids college and, Got to pay for this and that. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Okay. And then, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and get student loan debt. Oh, that's okay. We'll help you pay that. No. If you're going to get student loan debt, it's on the student to pay that. We paid for both our student loan debt. Yes. <laughs> Nobody paid yes. for our student loan debt. And we're better off for it. <laughs> I was thinking if somebody's out there and you know still wants to do that, they could give us. <laughs> yeah. We already are just gone, but yeah. but yeah. So, so you know, yeah. it's just one of those deals where you just go, yeah. general rule, here we go. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't take care of yourself. If now look, if you're, if you're able to max out your retirement savings, if you're able to uh, save enough for retirement that, that your you know your projections are based on you know whatever rates of returns and you're going to be good to go, and then you have money left over to help your kid. No problem, absolutely. But what I'm talking about is people that aren't mm-hmm. doing that, and that's a big rookie retirement. I would say so. Mistake. Well, like you said, so instead of putting, did you like that? That was good. That was a good tie-in. So if they're you know their student loan payments you know four hundred dollars a month, they're doing that instead of putting money in their retirement accounts. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Correct. that's scary. Yeah, it's a bad deal. Bad, bad deal. Bad deal. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, another rookie mistake is uh, taking care of and trying to help your kid pay for college when you're not doing what you need to do for retirement. For retirement, yeah. Okay, that is it for this segment. We have one more segment to go. Don't you want to know what we're going to talk about? You're not going to tell them, are you? No. (laughs) All righty, it's all next on Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested. While accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important, we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want. Red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility. Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed. And green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Innovative Financial Solutions, we created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money. To learn ways you can protect your nest egg, download our complimentary retirement income toolkit at theinnovativeteam.com or call us at 573-332-7855. That number again is 573-332-7855. And now back to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle Alspa. Okay, welcome back 
to the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle, brought to you by Innovative Financial Solutions. We are the retirement people, and we're here every Saturday morning to bring you information to help you in your own retirement. Mm -hmm. We're right here in Cape Girardeau. Give us a call, 332-7855. If you have any questions or you want to sit down and talk about your situation, that's fine. You can do that, or you can shoot us an email at theretirementplaybook at gmail.com, or you can look us up on our website at theinnovativeteam.com. There it is theinnovativeteam.com. You can also go back and listen to past shows if you're interested in checking those out. I know a lot of times as we're talking throughout these four segments, we reference previous shows. We've got some really good ones out there and some and some specific topics. So, uh, for example, a lot of times on these shows that we do, like, you know, working mistakes, what we're doing this week, um, you know, sometimes we do different, like, top five things. Some of our shows are dedicated solely to just one topic. So we get into a lot of meat and potatoes in those. So if you yep. want to go check out those previous shows, you know, if you have an interest in certain things. So I know we're in Medicare season. We've got a good one out there called Your Guide to Medicare if you want to go listen to that. So anyway, yeah. good show, previous very shows good, out there. Good. So there's the plug for some previous ones if you want to podcast them. Okay, so today we've been talking about rookie retirement mistakes. I will say this. If you don't know me, you know, or if you don't know me, I'm going to tell you, I'm a Chiefs fan. The Kansas City <laughs> yeah. Chiefs fan. <laughs> yes, <okay>? you are. <laughs> and <clears throat> pretty avid, by the way. Yes. Uh, and, and so. For the long term, even when the Rams were here. So I just have to put oh, that yeah. plug in. You've yeah, always yeah. been oh, a Chiefs fan. Oh, since I was a little boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. My brother liked the Dallas Cowboys for whatever reason. Uh, just, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I know He's, people like Fawn Rick. I know. Yeah. Yep. That's right. You anyway. better watch who you're fighting with. I know. I'm on her station. I know. know? So fighting I words. Be. Fighting right. words. So uh, anyway, um, uh, you know, don't make that rookie mistake is associated with with rookies because rookies are rookies. They mm -hmm. make mistakes, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like a, a kid. They're going to make mistakes. Unless you're. Unless you're Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I knew that was coming. That's what I was getting ready to say. This guy is unbelievable. Yeah. It is so much fun to watch him. Even if you're not a football fan, uh -huh. it's fun to watch this guy. I mean, he is incredible. Well, and what I like too is, you know, you know, this is me because, you know, there's always controversy. It seems like with any, you know, professional athletes and he seems to be, I mean, the way he's portrayed a really great person too. Yeah. Like, you know, it does the right Agreed. things. So, I mean, that for me is huge. You know, I, I like sports obviously, but, um, but I, I really like sports when the person who's leading and doing well is also just a good person. So, oh yeah, it makes it way better. It makes it way better. Uh, going back a couple segments ago, I asked you, what was the key to a successful marriage? It's our anniversary today, yeah, yeah, yeah. 17 years. Um, in case you're just tuning in. In case you're just <laughs> tuning in. You missed it. You can listen to it again on the website. Anyway, the point is, is that uh, we both gave our answers as to what was, what mm -hmm. made a successful marriage. And I'm actually going to take mine back. I think it's because you like sports. That's yeah, why uh, we're successful as a marriage. <laughs> you like sports. <laughs> And, I, and for those I'm of you a big who, sports guy. You are. And for those of you who don't know me, I was not a sports person. I was a dancer. I did ball ballet was my heart. So I did point for several years and danced at Royal Ballet here in town. And for those of you who've been around Long Cape residents. Um, and from Chaffee. From Chaffee. From, from Chaffee, Chaffee, Missouri. And I was Chaffee. a proud sun dancer at the university. And I actually coached the team for five years after that. So I've always been dance, theater, you know, played the flute and piccolo. Never really you've was, been around sports. I've been around sports that. because of that. And I was a cheerleader and those kind of things, but I never played sports. And man, I tell you what, I love it. I love yeah. watching our boys play. Mm. I love it. Mm -hmm. So you like, you like my sideline coaching then. Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Should I tell everybody the secret of what I do while you're coaching? Oh my gosh, go ahead. So again, I feel like we kind of just keep having soapbox moments, but so Brock has, has, has coached our, our two boys. We have two boys. Um, they're almost nine and, and almost 12. And so he's been coaching our children since they were five, you know, since they could be in new sports, he's always been coaching. So as he says, I like sports. So I'm very passionate. And, and, and the more I've been around it, the more I have an opinion because <laughs> I think we're both opinionated people. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like I said, I coached before too, but just not in a sports arena. And so what I do, this makes me happy because I don't believe in, you know, yelling at refs or yelling at the coaches. Cause I think that's just awful in today's sports that people do that. So I don't believe in that. Thank you. Yes. I don't believe in that. I think, you know, let the coach do their thing unless you want to coach. So, but my way of feeling, making my opinions known is that I text him. <laughs> during the games unbelievable <laughs> i text him what i think should be happening so now i just turn my phone off 
<laughs> when I'm getting ready to coach, I just like, all right, time to turn the phone off. Well, and I know he's not, and I know he's not looking at it. He never has. He's never looked at it. So what's funny about it is that for me, I just feel better. So, you know, if, if we have those moms out there or those dads out there that feel they have to say something, you know, text it to somebody. Oh boy. <laughs> I turn my phone on after the game and it's like, bing, 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 bing. You know, you get all these messages. Hey, you know, but anyway. Oh boy. You're saying that you like that though. But yeah. I do appreciate the fact that you, you are one of those parents that you have a very vested interest, but you keep quiet. I do. And yeah. Even when our boys are, are successful or, or good at something, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, you don't rate, oh, yeah, you know, no. it, it's just, Hey, act like a professional. That's right. You know what I mean? Yep. And I believe in the team concept. So yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so we're talking about rookie <laughs> retirement mistakes and we got off on Patrick Mahomes. Wow. <laughs> anyway. So, but this one's a big an, one. This is a big one. And in a big rookie mistake, retirement rookie mistake is not maximizing your social security benefits. Mm-hmm. Look folks, you paid Huge. into the system. You paid into the system. Get as much as possible out of the system. And there are strategies to put into place. It's not as easy as going, well, I want to retire at 65, so I'm going to turn it on at 65. No, don't do that. That might be something you actually do, but just don't make that assumption that mm-hmm. that's what you need to do to, to maintain your lifestyle. You could do, you can structure it differently, possibly. But the point is, is that you need to maximize your Social Security benefits. You're eligible at age 62. Does that mean you should take it at 62? How many people take it at 62? Tons of people. Right, right. Tons of people take it at 62. Because that's when they're eligible to take it. And it's all about now and Mm -hmm. me and everything else. Well, I think, like you said, it may be about that, but it may be that they didn't know any different. You know, you've you've worked with a a family member who said, oh, gosh, I didn't didn't realize the that's true the difference in waiting so yeah i mean i think some uh, we talk about knowledge is power on this show all the time and you know that social security maximization report that we provide is very eye-opening i mean have you ever had anybody go yep that's exactly what i thought it was going to be uh, i mean most people learn something right don't you think yeah, they yeah, learn sure, they learn sure. something out of it well and the reason is is because there's three uh different aspects mm-hmm. to look at and most people only look at one and i'm going to go ahead and give them to you right now what are the three aspects number one is well, there's three things that are going to determine how much you're going to collect over your lifetime. Right. Okay. So let me start there. Number one is how much you made in your working career. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Number two is how long you worked. Right. Because every year that you don't work 35 years, those are filled in with zeros. Okay. And it's an average of your highest 35. Uh, and then number three is how and when you elect your benefits. Mm-hmm. And can you control the first two once you're retired? No. Yeah. You right. can't. It's over. And it's so happened. now you've got one thing that you can do, and it's electing your benefits at the right time. And you got to get it right the first time because there's no going back. So it's very, very, very important, okay, that you get that right. And um, so, so what are the three factors, though, that go into maximizing your benefits? Okay. Number one, you have your own retirement benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I worked for 35 years, and here are... Uh, here is my benefit and what it will be at age 62, 66, or excuse me, mine 67, full retirement, and then 70, which mm-hmm. is the longest you can defer. So we have my own benefits. Then we go on down the road and we have spousal mm-hmm. benefits. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of people miss out too. They think, oh, well, we have a spouse that, you know, didn't work as much or earned way less, you know, and then so it's, you know, let's look at doing a spousal benefit. People have heard about it. Right. But usually don't actually implement the right strategy when it comes to the social uh, mm-hmm. spousal benefits on social security benefits. Um and then lastly, we have this is the one no one thinks about is survivorship mm-hmm. benefits. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And that's one where you definitely need to consider because look, if if my benefits or quite a bit higher than yours, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that doesn't mean, okay, let's take mine and then do a spousal benefit. Right. No, what that means is potentially is that I should defer mine a little bit longer mm-hmm. because I'm three years older than you and I'm a guy. Right. So I'm not going to, well, statistically live as long as right. you. Right. Yeah. So I want to make sure that you're protected. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at my death, you get the higher of the two. Right. That's what you want. Benefits. So yeah. if you're getting a thousand bucks a month and I'm going to get $3,000 a month, Upon my death, you're going to get just the three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. But what if I wouldn't have waited? What if I would have taken it earlier and it was only two thousand? 
that's a big difference for you right. as a survivorship benefit. Well, and, I, and what was the article we talked about that um, many women in retirement didn't live in poverty before their right. husbands passed away? Correct. I think that's, I mean, if that, you know, what Brock just said doesn't get you, think about that statistic that, you know, most women weren't living in poverty before their husbands passed. I mean, again, crucial, right? When you're looking at, you know, um, Social Security is your foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. it's the combination of those three benefits and let's face it, there's 96 months mm-hmm. from the time that you're eligible at 62 to the longest you can defer at age 70. There's 96 months in between. And you have two people on top of that. Mm-hmm. So husband and wife. Now, if you're if you're single, you know, a, a little break-even analysis, break-even calculator. Uh, Social Security's actually got that. They have the retirement estimator on their website that you can get, you know, your own benefits. And if you're single, that's, that's a, that calculator's fine. Mm-hmm. But if you're married... Do not rely on that calculator. Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree. So, uh, you know, it's the combination of those three benefits that um, you know your own, the spousal, and the survivorship that really provide you the correct answer as to when mm-hmm. and how you should elect your benefits. You do recommend people going on there though to make sure everything looks right, right? No, 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 yeah, no, no. Yeah. That's 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 something different. That's right, not we just the calculator. The estimator. Yeah, the estimator. What yeah. I was referring to, what you're referring to. Mm-hmm. Excuse me is making sure that you log into your account, mm-hmm. okay, at mysocialsecurity.com, uh, no. .gov, right? .gov, I'm yeah. sorry, yeah, yeah. SSI.gov, SSA.gov. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get to the Social Security Administration's website, but SSA.gov is the is the main one. And you can go on there and make sure that what's being reported for you mm-hmm. from an income standpoint is correct because that's what's going to drive your benefit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Make sure it's right. So you want to make sure it's right. So even if you're young, let's say you're 30, 25, doesn't matter. Go on there and make sure that everything is being ported correctly. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's it. Oh my gosh. That's it. <laughs> so that's another rookie back. mistake is to make sure that you maximize your social security benefits. That's right. another rookie mistake. And if you don't do that, you're going to be missing out big time there mm-hmm. and you're not going to make it to the pros. There it is. There's your analogy. <laughs> There's your playbook analogy. <laughs> all right, folks, that's it. That's all the time we have this week on the Retirement Playbook with Brock and Danielle. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you next week. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Playbook. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Brock and Daniel Alspa at Innovative Financial Solutions. Call 573-332-7855 or visit their website at theinnovativeteam.com. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Innovative Financial Planners, a registered investment advisor in the state of Missouri. Insurance products and services are offered through Innovative Insurance Consultants. Innovative Financial Solutions and Innovative Insurance Consultants are affiliated companies. Brock Alspa, Danielle Alspa, and Innovative Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.